Hello and welcome to Galactica Actually. I am Jamie Smith and reverse psychology doesn't work on me. <laughs> Joining me is my co-host Diallo Jackson. How about you? Does trickery uh, work on you? It probably can. I'm, <laughs> I'm a simple, simple man sometimes and be a little willful. <laughs> I think... Um, yeah reverse psychology no but like tough love makes me mad but also pushes me to like fine i'll show Mm -hmm. you yeah i mean it's like if you if i want the thing anyway then i'm gonna just just do what i want to do i guess (laughs) so whatever (laughs) so do you have any initial thoughts about this episode um not really i um I think I said it a couple episodes ago, like me thinking about these episodes up until we get to the finale, I had always kind of thought of them as um, kind of laying the groundwork and not quote unquote, not as good. And that's not a knock at all. Cause I actually enjoy all of the episodes, but rewatching it uh, kind of, again, gives me a little bit new perspective. Cause I'm watching with a little different lens than I was before. So uh, right. Yeah, looking forward to talking about it. All right, well, and let's jump in. Uh, we start inside of Baltar's brain, basically. Um, he's in his house on Caprica. He's complaining about being bored. He's bored with a silent detector. He's bored with imaginary six, head six, messenger six, whatever she is. He's got a big brain. It does. It's a very big, luxurious brain. Very imaginative. Yeah. Um, They start arguing about God. There's only one God, Gaius. And he starts off, like, snarking about her programming and how, like, they need to up your programming. It's getting repetitive. But then it really turns into him basically saying that like religious people are chumps they're morons they're quick to believe in something that is fake and can't be proven and who cares and she gets mad and disappears and at first he's just like fine whatever but then there's a knock on the door and what does he say when he opens it that ends up when he opens it to d he was uh, he was saying something pretty suggestive that he yeah. thought it was a two a six and yeah and then can't, she's like I can't Excuse remember me? exactly what it was yeah <laughs> she's just like super offended um, he's just like oh I I talk to myself I talk to myself which like anybody who has seen him wandering around the ship knows that right he's like I he's like I talk to myself sometimes hang me like <laughs> very very charming Baltar you know. Yeah. <laughs> She's there to tell him that he's being summoned to CIC. So he gets there and Adam is like, oh, this woman, Shelly Godfrey, has some in- some information about you. And he sees six and thinks it's his six, the one in his head. <laughs> and he's like, and where would this person be? And they're like, right there. 
<laughs> and he's like makes some suggestive offensive comment to her and she's like excuse me <laughs> and he's like i forget what he says but ty is like she's standing right yeah. next to you he's like you can all see her yeah <laughs> and they're like yeah man like what the hell and then they tell her or they tell him that she has intel on him um, about how he basically allowed or helped the Cylons with the defense mainframe. And he denies this. She says she has proof. She says she was a systems analyst and she worked closely with Dr. Amarak. He gave her this disc for safekeeping. I feel like this is going so much faster than it did in the show. <laughs> I mean, this is actually was the first, it was the opening um, gambit the of the opening. show. So, okay. yeah, we it was only in the first five for five minutes or so, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they go and look at this footage on this disc. This disc, by the way, is like six-sided, like their dog tags and, you know, corners cut off of your round disc. <laughs> yeah. And on this disc is a man... Going into the defense mainframe, he's got similar build, similar hair. You can't see his face. And she, like, puts on these glasses and is like, no, but see here, if you look at the reflection, you can see. But it's blurry. So Adama asks Gaeta if he can basically, like, clean up this image, make it clearer. And Gaeta's like, well, I can, but it'll take a while. And Baltar's like, oh, okay, well, then never mind then. I mean, it's going to take a while. And... Gaeta's like, about a day? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, a few months? A few days. <laughs> so Adama takes away all of Baltar's security clearances until they know where this is going to land one way or the other. What did you think when you first watched this episode? Did you, uh, did you think that this was all part of the Cylon's plan or what? Yeah, I mean, she her showing up was a, de- a definite curveball. Um, wasn't quite sure where it was going to go. And then how they play her appearance and how she goes away kind of made it seem like it was playing on our, like the audience's relationship to her, which is like, oh, it's all in Baltar's head. And they kind of play that a little bit at toward the end um, with a kind of a question mark about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I didn't know what was going on, but one of the things I did think was interesting was obviously we know that he is in some respects guilty, mm-hmm. um, and she does this. You know, I, you know, in recent years, I've learned that politicians, like good ones, are really good at lying by using a lot of the truth and then throwing in some lies, mm-hmm. and that's what she does. And so she makes it like it's really kind of puts us on edge because like we know he is guilty of a lot of what she said but then she adds a couple of other things to it that were like no he didn't do that and so you kind of have a little bit at least myself you have a little bit of an impulse where you're like wait no like i don't want to i don't want to get hit to see him get railroaded right based on part of this lie even though you know he did do something doesn't he say something like, I would never, I, I don't have a shirt like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, this could be legitimate footage of him going into the defense mainframe. Like, I'm sure yeah. he brought her in there. Yeah. His six. But what the lie is here is him holding a detonator. Right. And that's when... And then, it, like, that, and it's cool, too, because then like, when we see that, like, we know that he... It couldn't be him. And so then it adds all these questions um like what's going on and like what to what end is she um what game is she playing right um yeah so so meanwhile we've got chief and callie trying to figure out how the cylon raider flies callie says that starbucks notes are a mess and so chief climbs inside but it's hard to he doesn't know what he's looking at and she's like reading this stuff off like it's a veiny thing Mm. and it's near this goose sack and he's like this is all veiny things and goose sacks like how am i supposed to know which one is what it was kind of funny because i noted uh you know knowing what we we know now is kind of like yeah chief actually probably should know uh, everything about this this relationship should have been a lot more intimate but you know, they hadn't. Right. Uh, I don't even think that idea of the final five had been in even the writers' heads at that point. So, um, yeah, yeah. But in the reality of the show, I, I wrote like, you know, "Chief should know. <laughs> he probably <Yeah>. built them. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably his design." Yeah. Over in sick bay, Lee is teasing Starbuck, trying to get her to push herself in her physical therapy. He's like hobbling around on her crutches and she is being like so many injured people where she's like, no, this isn't working. Forget it. And she lays down and is like, just give me a pill. And Doc Cottle is like, uh, no, we're not giving you any more of those. I need them for myself. You are going to have to push through this and heal. Yeah, I was, I was a little, I mean, I guess you said it. I was, I was curious, like, what was her hang up, you know, like. Well, it uh, hurts. Yeah, but it's like, but she's Starbuck. And so she's always like, you know, she's always like pushing the envelope on everything. So I, I thought that there was like some, like, no, I'm used to the show giving me some kind of like psychological reason why she like, you know, if, if she was too afraid to, to get out there again or something but um... i guess i just watch a lot of um like gray's anatomy mm-hmm. and er and there's always somebody who's like i don't know not necessarily a tough guy like starbucks starbucks is really you know brash and tough and like you know gotta be the best or whatever but it's always those people that as soon as something gets a little bit hard like, this mm. is painful. I don't want to deal with this pain. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. It, because it shows weakness, and they don't want to show weakness. Mm-hmm. And I okay. think that might be why she doesn't want to go out around any of her, her like, crew or her other pilots or whatever be- on crutches because that shows that she's weak. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's so hurt she can't walk on her own leg right now. Yeah, Even though everybody sense. understands, like, yeah, you smashed your knee into a rock. Like, you got to heal. I, If I bump my knee just a tiny bit, I want to, like, roll around on the ground like a soccer player and, like, cry. <laughs> and that's just, like, a little tap. Like, I can't even imagine what it actually feels like to, like, tear your ACL or really, like, smash your kneecap into something hard. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. And she does, like, that lines up with 
how she talks to uh, the like Lee and Tyrrell and stuff later in the episode. She mentions something about don't say anything about my crutches or something like that. So that yeah yeah okay. It's like it's okay, Starbuck. You're human. Yeah, we understand that. It takes time to. He- it even takes the Cylons some time to heal. So it gives. <laughs> Regardless, it gives us a really cool interaction later, so I'm letting yeah. it pass. Yeah. <laughs> then we get Baltar calling Rosalind and asking if he can come back to Colonial One where he left some of his belongings. And she tells him that he's put on a no-fly list. And that's when he decides to tell her that he has reason to believe that she's a Cylon. <laughs> like, he won't even say it, like, with his full voice. Just... Mm-hmm. Is reason to believe that Shelley Godfrey is a Cylon, mm-hmm. but Rosalind did not hear this because she has passed out at mm-hmm. her desk. And Billy, oh Billy, <laughs> Billy, silly little rabbit, forgot to go to a secure channel and just goes out on the regular old wireless and is like, "Somebody get the doctor! The president has collapsed." <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he he's he's just like a like a lowly assistant thrust into that position. <laughs> like he never, <laughs> which again is why I loved Tori so much. But uh, yeah, that's for a different different time. But uh, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, shows up in season two. Um, they call an emergency press conference because everyone in the press heard Billy's call, and. Then we have Doc Cottle with Rosalind, and he's like, how many of these pills did you take? Two? And she's just kind of like, hmm. And he's like, three? And she says, three. And he's like, okay, so three times the dosage. I, you can't cure cancer by taking these pills. <laughs> right. <laughs> was I was a little confused. Um, so this was, she was still taking the Deloxin at that point, right? Or was I, it, it wasn't I don't the Kamala? Think she, I don't think she has the Kamala yet, but... yeah. I thought she wasn't going to do the Deloxin. That's why I was a little confused because I don't think I, she's doing the Kamala, but she obviously in like the it was like a pill bottle that looked like a prescription. Yeah. So I, I just assumed, I just I assumed it was like painkillers, like because she's I think she's got pain in her breast because mm, okay. we see her sort of she always kind of hovers her hands over when she's not feeling great. Uh huh. Um, she'll like kind of flutter her hands over her chest a little bit. And yeah. so I just always assumed it was just like a run of the mill painkiller, mm-hmm. probably same stuff that Starbucks is on. And you take too many of those and yeah, you might pass out. Yeah. Can't cure cancer by overdose. <laughs> yeah. If you take, yeah. If you take three times the dose, it doesn't cure it faster. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the scene with Adama and Shelley Godfrey in his chambers. And this is where she, if I, I don't remember what I was thinking about her when I first watched this, but mm-hmm. this is where she lost me. She could I have, remember. she could have pulled this off. <laughs> yeah. But then she did this. She's talking with Adama and he's just wondering like, why did Dr. Amarak leave such sensitive information with an assistant? And she says, you know, oh, well, I loved him and makes it kind of clear that they were like in a relationship. He was paranoid about Cylon agents being on the Olympic carrier. So he sent this disc to her to keep it away from them. Now, I have to wonder, here's a hole I'm going to poke in her story. 
if you guys were in love or in a relationship or whatever, why are you on a different ship from him? Well, why, why aren't you guys on the same ship? Yeah, doesn't isn't it that he sent her away with the disc though to keep it safe? Is it wasn't that the? Did he, did she say he sent her away? I was. I, I thought that that was the. This is um, when it would be really helpful if the wiki had the transcript of this the show. Yeah, I mean, the, but I mean, the whole the whole gist of it though. Like, it's outside of the details. <laughs> it was just, uh, like you said, like she crossed she crossed over this line of credibility into seduction that was like, what? Yeah, and that's that's the moment when she, like, she starts crying, and I can totally understand that. Like, if you, if you lost somebody that you loved because the, for whatever reason, but in this, you know, because the military blew up the ship, was taken over by Cylons, whatever, you could start to cry and be sad, and I get that. But then she kisses a, she kisses Adama. <laughs> and, like, girl, what are you doing? I, I literally wrote, like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, your programming is a little too strong <laughs> and too yeah. on point. Yeah. Sci-fi and chill. That's what I wrote. Like, she needs to, like... <laughs> I, I thinking about that, I'm like, okay, was she literally trying to seduce him at that moment? I think um, so. Yeah, and then like, and and then to what end? Like, would, did she think that she all all of a sudden could gain access to like <laughs> Galactica's top command by just hooking up with him after talking to him after ten minutes? It just you know, but I but I just want to say her programming is like a little too strong, so. Mm-hmm. She... Yeah, my my notes say she might have gotten Adama on her side if she hadn't pulled a six and tried to seduce him. Yeah, that and... that was definitely much more of a long game kind of thing that it might have worked. Um, yeah, maybe, but not the way she did it. Right, you don't just this is you've you've known this man for one hour. Mm-hmm. You don't just go in for the kiss when he's given you no indication that 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 he's open to this prospect yeah that definitely would have wouldn't have worked on him it would have worked on me (laughs) but definitely wouldn't have worked on him it could have worked on him if it like you said were a long game like if their plan was we know that baltar is guilty because we put another six in his orbit He's the one who gave her all the information. So now we have you. He can't say that he knows who you are or that you're a copy of someone else because then he'd have to admit, oh, I was in a relationship with a woman on Caprica who looked just like you. Mm-hmm. Like it would, his, his house of cards would come falling down. So it, it would have been better if they're like, okay, if the Cylons had a good plan and they were like, we're going to put you on this ship to make them doubt Baltar. Yeah. So that it, Baltar can't get any further. We need to get rid of him. Um, like, just slightly little backtrack with her with her talking about uh, giving her story. Um, kind of ties into what you were saying. Um, the story she told, 
Like, again, it, she used a lot of truth in there. She used a lot of things that we as an audience knew, right? So she talked about the Olympic carrier. She talked uh-huh. Dr. Amarok, all that stuff we saw in 33. So it's like, oh, okay, actually. But then there's that little piece that you can tell that she's lying about, right? It's like she covers the gap of lies with her s- seduction, and that's where she falters instead of like using more like logic and maybe like a Sharon model would have played that better, you know? Yeah. I would, again, I would fall for either of them. So (laughs) within an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny because when we, when you think about like the way that the six model on Caprica is so like snide about Sharon. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like just waiting for Sharon to fail and to not, you know, be successful in really seducing Hilo. Mm -hmm. A a person that, since Sharon has Boomer's memories, she kind of knows this guy had a thing for her. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier. And Six is always like, "Eh, no, she's, she's, you're not that good. Oh, you're good. You know, like... As if she's so much better because her model is built for this, mm-hmm. it seems. And then here she has a, a prime opportunity. This this six has a prime opportunity to like really play a long game like she did, like the other one did with Baltar on Caprica. Like maybe it's not Adama, but she could hook in someone mm-hmm. to this plot to make Baltar to like get rid of the Cylon detector, all of it. But she did not because she, she jumped the gun. And it's, it's interesting too, because other than that one scene, she plays everything like straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that she never, she's never out of character at all, ever. Like she's right. there. She's never like, Oh yeah, you got me. She just, uh, except for that one. <laughs> That one moment, I guess. She says her program is too strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now Adama doesn't trust her, and he orders the Marines to follow her and not let her off the ship. So great plan, Shelly. <laughs> it's funny that her last name is Godfrey, by the way. God. Oh, yeah, huh. Godfrey. Free God. Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> on Caprica, we have one little quick little scene on Caprica is Hilo and Sharon running and hiding from the Centurions. That's all I wrote because that's what they're doing. They're running and hiding. They are hiding <laughs> in plain sight. Like so very much. I guess Centurions can't look down. Much yeah. like in Shaun of the Dead, dogs can't look up. Yeah, I know. I noticed that too. And it, I think it goes back to a few episodes ago when I, I think I talked about it in the last episode where he, uh, Hilo was hiding behind the, the, yeah. the wall, the glass wall. And the Cylon just, I mean, it, stylistically and, you know, intense wise, it, it works. And I can imagine they had to set up scenes and, with the CGI and all that stuff mm-hmm. they were doing, it made sense. But yeah, but like uh, practically, it's like, yeah, they were just sitting, you just need to look down, dude. But <laughs> I guess it's just, you know, their eyes are a red light, and I guess it just doesn't 
I guess it only sees straight ahead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> and then we get to my favorite part of the episode and everybody's favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Gata is sharpening the image on the video and he has to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom and he's followed in by Baltar. And they both, like, he gets into a stall and then Baltar gets in a stall and he's like, Lieutenant, is that you? And all we see are their feet. We see, like, a little glimpse of them through the door a little bit. And he's, Baltar is trying to get Gata to just give him some information. Like, anything, man. And Gata's like, oh, I just I can't. I mean, I, <laughs> he's don't want to get thrown in the brig. <laughs> don't want to get airlocked here. Just, ugh. And then someone else comes in. And so Gata, like, takes that opportunity to, like, rush out. And <laughs> Baltar's like, you didn't even wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> And then Baltar notices the shoes in the next stall, so he barges in, and it's Shelly, and he confronts her, saying that he knows she's a Cylon, he knew someone on Caprica who looked just like her, and she's like, you're crazy, and tries to get out, and he yells, no more Mr. Nice Gaius, which (laughs) is so funny. And I read today was an, a James Callis ad lib. Oh, wow. Huh. The line in the script was no more Mr. Nice Guy. Uh. And he thought it would be funny to say no more Mr. Nice Guy is. Huh. And everyone laughed. And David Icke was like, yeah, but I don't, we're not going to keep it in. And Callis was like, just please, let's give it a try. <laughs> and that ended up being what made the show. And it is iconic yeah i remember our friend sarah like she was still saying mr nice guy is like when i started watching the show with her oh wow (laughs) that was way into season two and i didn't know the reference until i watched season one but no okay yeah it like stuck and i have to give james callis some props because at first i was like did they call him gaius baltar just so they could have a no more (laughs) mr nice guys line at some point (laughs) I don't know if Baltar in the original was Gaius or not. Um, I believe he was. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I always... I mean, the the part about the scene that I liked the most was... Uh, I mean, uh, that line was funny, but um, it's the Viper pilot that walks in <laughs> at that moment and kind of the look he gives. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of gives him this look like, what? <laughs> Yeah, so good. (laughs) James Callis said that he was excited about this episode because it it read pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. But what he saw in it was all of these opportunities to play these different emotions and shades of Baltar that he hadn't gotten to play yet. Oh, wow. So he kind of infused a lot of this comedy into it. Uh Uh-huh. Which it's interesting, interesting. You, you it's interesting you say that because there was a note I have about how he plays a certain scene a little bit later. So when okay. we get there, I'll bring it up. But uh, that's really interesting you say that. Well, now we go to the hangar deck. Boomer approaches a Cylon Raider asking Chief how it's going. And he's just like, oh, well, it isn't. And the way I like her behavior around this Raider is almost like she's in a trance. Mm-hmm. She's like running her hand along it and talking about it being a like a pet and just being so loving about it. And Chief mm-hmm. is underneath 
like kind of watching her like what the fuck <laughs> like it's so suspicious and she's already given him reason to be suspicious of her yeah even though he doesn't want to admit that yeah i wrote bro you should know yeah <laughs> like he really should be like okay there are just way too many things that are pointing directly to Cylon. Yeah. But I guess it's got to be hard in this situation where, you know, he doesn't know he's a Cylon. They're just all learning that Cylons have evolved to look like humans. Mm -hmm. And this is a woman he is in love with. Like, how do you admit to yourself, never mind to anybody else, that you were completely duped in this way? Yeah, it's... if. It would be, it's sort of realistic to think that he might not have spoken up because like you said, he, um, you know, he's in love with her and you'll kind of see what you want to see in those instances, mm -hmm. explain them away. Your emotions can be um, very powerful to do that. Um, and it, it might have uh, been a little bit more quote unquote believable if we had scenes being shown that, um, mm -hmm. but you know. I don't. I didn't need it. I, t you know, you totally the conventions of TV and stuff. You totally get get it. Yeah. Um. um and it, it, like the scene definitely was designed more just to show her connection to being a Cylon um, than anything else. Uh, the thematically, it was a. It, it was. It, it's kind of like when she was doing that whole thing. It kind of reminded me of like it was almost like a. Like she grew up as a little girl with one or something, and then has mm -hmm. grown up now and then sees it again. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. It was a, it was really like I liked the way that she played it, but it, <laughs> but yeah, Tyrrell just like the way that he was in the moment. He definitely should have been like you know guards. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but is then that also Cylon detector ready yet? Because I might have a suspect. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, but then it's like, who is he? Really, who would he really tell? Like, right? He doesn't have any. Like, they haven't shown us. He doesn't have any confidants or anything. Yeah, like it was her. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, it makes sense. But she was putting it on pretty strong. <laughs> That's funny. It's usually in TV shows. It's like guys have their bros, and girls are like they're around but have no friends of their own. Mm -hmm. But you saying he doesn't have any confidants really makes me wonder, like, does does Chief have any friends? He doesn't. He, he, doesn't he have any it friends. Was, yeah, it was like him and like even as the over the course of the show, like they never he never really had like a bromance <laughs> or anything. No. Like even like Hilo, we find out has a has a really strong friendship with uh, Starbuck. Mm -hmm. um and then like he connects to all these different people the uh even gata we kind of get like he's gata's a little bit of an outsider on the on the bridge or whatever but we still know that he has like the way that he talks to d and stuff there's like a familiarity and a camaraderie mm -hmm. but like yeah chief is like like obviously he he knows the what do they call them? The knuckle draggers? Like, he, yeah, he, he definitely knows them the best, but there's a, but you they're, know, I think he's his relationship, right? Exactly. So their relationship's a little different. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't like, he's 
Tyrrell, he's not connected to anybody. Like, he's just, he's sort of, like, distant to everyone. And, you know, to be honest, now, I'm, now that I'm rambling, um, kind of, like, throughout the course of the show, he he tends to, like, he tends to go solo a lot. Like, even even our final instance with him, mm-hmm. he that's what he does, right? Um, yeah, I mean, even so, when yeah. he's married to Callie... Mm-hmm. And they have a kid and he's, you know, spends some time with him, with his kid and with Callie in their little tent on New Caprica or whatever. But he's still, like, out organizing the resistance. Yeah. And I always got the impression that as a, as one of the Cylons that he was a little separate from that group also. This is the impression I got. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe that's just who he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, this is when we get Ty visiting Starbuck. And he negs her about how she's not even trying to get better. (laughs) And she's like, your reverse psychology won't work on me. And he's like, oh, it's not reverse psychology. You're just confirming everything I've always thought about you. Mm, That's so good. (laughs) Which could still be reverse psychology because that's going to work on her. Yeah. Or maybe it's what I call tough love. Like, either way, like saying, like, this is what I always thought of you anyway. So thanks for proving me right. Well, so I kind of I had this question when I watched that scene because I, I mean I love it like I love every time Ty does Ty things but like I actually was like okay was he actually trying to do reverse psychology or was it tough love and I actually think you actually should take him at face value he literally said why he went there um which was they they wanted me to like get you, get you to get up and then she's like this reverse psychology is not going to work and i when he says that his opinion of her was confirmed like i think that he meant it i don't think he was actually trying to get her to to do anything well, i think that's it, true yeah 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 so i i don't like he, yeah he just like every like he plays the scene like or the character himself is like there's no like motive or anything to it. He's just like, I came here to get you up. Oh, you're doing exactly what I think you are. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just like it gets in her head and then kind of makes her motivated. Yeah. It's like he was right for being wrong. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to get her. He was probably ordered to go there and, I don't even think that. I think he heard that she was, like, not doing her physical therapy and not walking around on her crutches. And he went to just go see for himself. And, like, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, yeah, you're doing exactly what I thought. You're acting like a baby. You're just confirming what I know. So, great. And he doesn't care one way or the other if she ever gets out of that bed. Because to him, she's a problem. I love their dysfunctional relationship so much. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't think that he, I don't think he likes or respects her. I think he, if he respects her at all, he respects her as a pilot. Uh Uh-huh. He has to admit she can fly a plane. Yeah. But that's it. Other than that, she's a piece of garbage to him. He, it's got a lot of, uh, you're still dangerous vibes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a Top Gun, <laughs> you know. Okay, well, I haven't seen all of Top Gun, so. Wait, you haven't seen the the first Top Gun, right? I have um, fallen asleep or had to turn the movie off for whatever reason or another 
every single time I've tried at the exact same part. Well, Goose take dies, my breath away. And I've not seen past when Goose dies. Ever. Wow. Really? Is it because it's <laughs> yeah. like too impactful? I remember no. when I saw the first time I saw that, I was just devastated. When he no. the f- Like, I'm telling you, a couple of times I fell asleep right after that. And then a couple other times I tried to watch it. It's been a really, really long time. But I had to turn it off. And that's just where I had to turn it off for whatever reason. I've just never seen past the point where Goose dies. And I think they have a funeral or something. Hmm. Yeah, Glory. never seen how it ends. And when I've talked about that, people are like, well, they fly some planes. I mean, <laughs> you know how it ends. Yeah, you, do. you know how to. But I'm anyways, not, it's yeah, like the whole, it's the whole like Maverick vibe, basically. It's like even like he's he's probably the best pilot there and he could win this Top Gun competition because he's skills wise he is. But he's so in his own way mm-hmm. that he never will be more than like just getting by on skills alone okay yeah Yeah. that sounds like her yeah that's definitely she's a maverick he's a maverick the archetype yeah or the stereotype archetype i Um, mean a little bit a little bit of both for her i think (laughs) (laughs) whatever the case whatever ty's attentions were it got starbuck out of that bed and on her crutches she goes down to the hangar deck and climbs inside the Raider and gets it to turn on or start up or whatever. Whatever is happening in there. Um, it activates after Chief suggests treating it like an animal. I just was no I was noting like the, the lack of like <laughs> secure like them like safety, I should say, not security, like the safety. Like they were just kinda hanging out right in front of mm-hmm. it. When yeah, the like she does it what if she grabs one of those tubes and it starts shooting at them? Yeah, they were just like, Oh. But it, I also <laughs> but I also like uh there's a Tyrell throws a line in there. It's like just don't shoot anything or mm-hmm. something. So yeah. They definitely were like I think we talked about it last week, but now that we're on this episode, they definitely this was had a lot of like comedic light touches. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely were testing stuff out, and I know tie me up, tie me down. That's not the next episode, is it? No, so it's, it's a two away. More. It's a couple yeah. more. Yeah, that one they like they try to go in hard mm-hmm. on on the comedy, but you definitely there's like a lot of a lot of hints, music, and that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. that they definitely were trying to. I think they were trying to like make the show not too dark yeah you know yeah you gotta have some levity somewhere it can't just all be like life and death yeah um i've been listening to the ringers coverage of the last of us and they refer a lot to station 11 and there's this whole concept did you watch station 11 no i have not it's on my watch list It's really, really good. There's this Mm -hmm. concept in there of them saying that survival is insufficient. And Mm -hmm. what they mean is just being alive is not enough. Mm -hmm. And in the context of Station Eleven, it's about bringing art back into the world, bringing theater back into the world and music and creativity and how that's what makes living worth living. Yeah. And I feel like with this show, they have to have these moments like we don't need to have a bunch of farcical episodes like time me up time me down but we can't only have everything being grim Mm -hmm. because when that happens when there's no levity anywhere 
it's a slog. Yeah. No matter how good the writing is. Like, I heard somebody describe, what's the David Simon show that was just on recently about, not The Wire, but about Baltimore Police um, that had uh, uh, John yeah. Bernthal in it called We Own This City. I watched the first episode and it was good, but I, it wasn't like The Wire like sucked me in and I just really need to see what happened next. Mm-hmm. And then when I started reading about it, everybody was like, yeah, it's good. It's David Simon, so it's good, but it's just grim. There's mm-hmm. no levity anywhere in this show. It, even The Wire had levity, and that makes it easier. It's more palatable when you have, you have to have some like tension relief, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad that this show kind of recognizes, like, every once in a while, you know, we got to have an episode in a bar. Yeah, because they, I mean, they, because they, I think they tried it with the comedy, and I think Time Me Up, Time Me Down was, like, the last time they did it, too. But then, like you said, they found other ways to have that relatability and... Yeah, just break the um, tension a little bit. Yeah, like heartfelt. They had a lot of heartfelt stuff that came up. It wasn't just uh, um, a, a lack of dr- drama. It just, you know, oh, my God, Rosalind and Ros- or Adama's walking again. And, you know, oh, my God, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so I think um, Ron Moore did like he I, he talks about that, how they like they, we definitely wanted to try different things, but uh, we gave that up. <laughs> yeah, this that, isn't community. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love but it. Yeah, but I I did not. Oh, <laughs> none <laughs> of it. Not even the first couple seasons. Nope, I did not like wow. that show. I did not like it. Okay, I was like, I know I'm like the you know the minority in that opinion, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't like. I don't like. Sh- I don't like stuff that relies on pop culture references for jokes okay and it's just it's a thing for me and community was heavy on that so how are we uh, friends i rely on pop culture as jokes all the time (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's fine in real life but like on a (laughs) on a show it's like it's like big bang theory that i don't like a lot of the movies by uh, you brought it up, uh, Shaun of the Dead. What's his name? Um, uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, I don't like a lot of the oh, movies by man. Edgar Wright. But I love Shaun of the Dead, though. But the, the, that's the thing for me. Shaun of the Dead is actually, like, it kind of it is inspired by, as a spoof of zombie movies, but it just kind of goes in its own direction and does its own thing. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of his other work I've seen, uh, his show Spaced and... Um, uh, what's the of Hot Fuzz? Was that one? Whatever yeah. they they all yeah all of them um, the the one with um, uh, the video game kid whatever um, oh Scott Pilgrim yeah Scott Pilgrim yeah even though that's not like it's a it's a, a adaptation but yeah it's just like it, I don't like stuff that just relies on um, pop culture references for the jokes like I just I just don't like it. <laughs> I just feel like it's lazy. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Anyways, so I did not like Community. Well, Community is not for everyone. But my my point of referencing Community was that, you know, every episode sort of had its own theme. Mm -hmm. And we don't need Battlestar to be that. 
Mm-hmm. Moving on to Baltar pleading his case to Adama. We'll never talk about Lost. <laughs> I'm going to make a Lost reference in every episode of this show. Until you make me break. Until we get canceled. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way. I'm going to work one in. We'll, we'll just see. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> Getting back to this show, Baltar is yeah. pleading his case to Adama. He says that he thinks that Shelly is, I think he tells him he thinks she's a Cylon. If he could just get a sample from her, he could probably run it through the Cylon detector and show him. And Adama tells him that if he's found guilty, the detector will be dismantled. Balter then goes and sets off a fire alarm to get Gaeta <laughs> out of the lab. He goes in and sees a picture on the screen of his face now that it has been fully sharpened. And he tries to make this go away by unplugging the screen. That's not how this works. Also, he unplugs the wrong screen. Yeah. So then he's just going to smash the monitor with a chair. (laughs) And Adama comes in, says, stop right there, and has him brought to the brig. (laughs) So then Baltar pleads with Rosalind to help him. And she's like, yeah, my gut's telling me that that's you in that picture, though. Yeah, and he's that... like, I don't want to be airlocked because of your gut feeling. Yeah, so that's the that is the scene that I I was kind of mentioning that was um, like you you had talked about um, how he was playing different ranges of mm-hmm. Baltar and sides of him, and what like in that instant I thought it was noteworthy because for most of the episode he was kind of like the bumbling and skittish and that kind of guy and um but then in that single moment when she confronted him um with like she's like i know i know you had something to do with it i i don't know how i don't know what but my gut is telling me right and he he's changes from like the desperate guy to the way he delivers the line he's like you like you pardon me if i don't um you know my life doesn't rely on your feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like almost like cold and calculating yeah. and vicious isn't the word, but it's like, he like, there's just like this, this edge to him that comes out. And I, I don't want to say that that's the real him, I think, but that's like a, a like a, that's a, as valid as the other parts of him that we see over the course of the, um, the show. Um, so I, so when you said that he had an opportunity to play different parts, I was like, oh yeah, like Mm -hmm. that literally was uh, all up in my notes. (laughs) And I, I wrote in my notes that, well, the exact words I used was after I wrote that her gut is telling her that he's guilty. I wrote Mm -hmm. bookmark that feeling, sis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't forget that your gut was telling you that he's guilty. Yeah. Because she, he, she lets it go. Yeah. Well, she, it's, I mean, she, she, she can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, cause yeah, she definitely has that. There's, I think it's next season that she has the kind of like a flashback of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like this conversation comes up for her again. Um, and then the whole trial thing later. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she's always known the thing that I kind of made me, um, you know, with the trial, 
I think is inter- interesting when we get there is like he actually he he is guilty of some things, but everything he was on trial for, he wasn't guilty of, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> like he was guilty of a lot of stuff, but none of it was what the trial was about. Yeah. Yeah. And so he always kind of was able to escape. And even even then, like I, I mean, I've said before, like, yeah, he, he let her into the mainframe, but it wasn't like he was like, oh, you're a Cylon. I'm going to let you in the mainframe so I can, like, bring about the downfall of humanity. It was just more like, you know, oh, I, I, was, I always viewed it as, um, like, corporate espionage and, you know, mm-hmm. here's some s- secrets and whatever. And he thought he'd just keep on living life, you know. Yeah. He just was always trying to avoid the risk of of having to answer to like the degree of crimes that he might have had. I don't know that he would have actually been airlocked or anything um if he had to come clean right away. He definitely would have been, you know, in trouble. But then by not telling the truth in that moment, he kind of compounds it for himself and he does it in this episode, right? Like he he um he when he confronts her in the bathroom shelly godfrey like he's like i know you know i know you're a cylon and and that kind of stuff and he never tells like he had never told anybody that prior so it kind of like puts the fleet at risk even more you know yeah so yeah but he does tell them I don't remember. I just watched this again yesterday, and yet mm-hmm. I don't remember later when Rosalind holds a press conference on the wiki. It says that she alerts the fleet to this Cylon model. Yeah, she tells like she's. They know that six is one now, um, but they. It's still. How do I say it? It's like they they would obviously know, um, but it's still not like a hard fact because they. They just know that this person came, this person appeared and then uh, accused Baltar of being um, colluding with the Cylons and then disappeared. And they've never seen another model or anything that like her. So, you know, if if you had like a level of suspicion, like it's like one to five, like she would probably be at a four maybe. But like they weren't dead certain that she actually was a Cylon. But for all practical and senses that she was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they definitely would have, you know, just kind of put two and two together because she just, yeah. Yeah. But everybody else we have like, like Dural, we know, like they seen multiple versions of Dural, like that was confirmed for them in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, um, Leobin, um, he knew, right. Yeah. So, um, but for six, it's like, you probably are, but, like we're not sure yet, and I don't think that they ever really see another six until, until Pegasus, Pegasus, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Pegasus. Yeah. So, well, we're gonna zoom back to Caprica really quick, where Ooh. Hilo in he confesses his feelings to Sharon. Mm-hmm. He knows that she's with the chief, but it's the end of the world and whatnot. So they have sex. With a glowing spinal column and everything. So I guess Sharon's honeypot mission is a success. Yeah, she... uh, And she's the one that made the move, actually. (laughs) She was kind of like... I think she was like, all right, okay, Buster. 
she uses she calls him that at some point in her previous episodes but Mm -hmm. she i think she like i think had to move it along (laughs) like if they were you know like the whole point was to to copulate or whatever so um and he definitely was still like being like the honorable hilo friend guy yeah keeping himself uh, in the friend zone you know i i had feelings for you like i know you're with chief and whatever but i always felt this way yeah i've done that before it never worked out for me but whatever (laughs) um so there was a part like my little overacting analytic uh literature brain um Kind of, I made a, a small, slight allusion to Frankenstein, actually, okay. <laughs> um, in that scene because it's like right when the thunderstorm happens, <laughs> that you know that's when this because we know I can say I can say that knowing what comes of this, um, where life is created, but it's like this this sort of like life that's not supposed to exist actually happens right at this moment when this thunderstorm hits ah so the lightning had something to do with it yeah and then her and then like and it, with her back glowing too and i'm not saying literally that's what happened but it's like <laughs> the uh, it's like the illusion of it you know what i mean um yeah yeah and i they probably did not intend that at all <laughs> but no, they just you know I, yeah i just picked up on i picked up on that it's just kind of like that's kind of what happens you know that's that's what happens. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how babies are made. Lightning. Yeah. Lightning. Glow lightning spines. and the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I think that's the last time. I think that's the last time we see a glowing spine. I think it is uh, too. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, on the Galactica, Boomer opens her locker and sees the word Cylon written on the mirror. Who wrote it there? She wrote it there. She got she got a raw deal. Well, her other version was making out with Hilo. <laughs> she that right at that same instant she's freaking out <laughs> and and it's falling into paranoia. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who. I actually. I actually had this after the episode was over and I was starting to like write some of my further thoughts and notes about it. Just kind of like sometimes trying to piece together a little like, oh, how could this happen? How could that happen? I actually kind of thought that Shelly might have been able to do that. Oh, yeah, um, that that could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, so I, I honestly be... didn't even think of that. I was just like, I think Sharon in a fugue state wrote Cylon in her own locker, but Shelly makes what more I, sense. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. I always just assumed that she had done it, but I, I, this time I was like, wait, no, like, could have yeah. been Shelly. There yeah. is another Cylon on the ship right now. Yeah, that, like, we know disappeared. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Well done. <laughs> I'm a detective. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the brig where Baltar is now professing his belief in the one true God, just like he did before when he was about to be found out. He's very conveniently has religion mm-hmm. or religious faith when he's about to die or someone's going to know that he helped the Cylons willingly or otherwise. 
it felt like it was a little like this was a little different than all those other times because like whereas he was motivated primarily as like a self-preservation this i mean still was self-preservation but i actually got the sense that he actually was like genuine at least in that moment <laughs> like he was it, was it had all that imagery of like he was on his knees and being humble and oh i've seen the error of my ways and there was no like he wasn't trying to well, he wasn't being performative with it because nobody was around, but I also right. don't believe him. Right. Like I'm saying, like, I think he, in the, in that five seconds, <laughs> or however long the scene was, 30 seconds, I actually think he truly believed it. But then when he gets his way again, it's like all forgot. He forgot all of it. Yeah. And she comes back. When he professes this whole belief or whatever, then Head Six comes back and believes him. You know, you've gone ahead, and although I've seen the show multiple times, I don't recall specifically about like this particular detail. They go through um, they go through the pains or whatever of uh, showing how I think it was in the opening sequence or it might have been flashback or it might have been in that in that scene where uh all the times she got angry and pushed him against the wall to like force him to do something uh that she wanted him to do um mm -hmm. does that happen again or is that this is like the last time i don't know because, i honestly it, don't know i can't remember if it does or it doesn't because this is this is sort of like so he he sort of he says here like I'll you know I'll I'll be your tool or whatever, and even though I think that he doesn't necessarily believe it or like he kind of keeps on doing what he's doing, but like especially if he just listens to whatever Six tells him from this point and doesn't put up a fight, again it goes back to my whole thing about she's like a like a um, spirit guide um, just sending him in the direction that he needs to go for events to take place he says that he will be that for her and you know and so he I saw it sort of as him what's the word supplicating is that the word but Sup like it just sort of supplicating supplicate supplicate I don't supplicate, I don't know yeah the, like he just kind of like he like I will he he makes himself completely available for um, to be a vessel, um, for lack of a better word or term, for all of these um, events and directions that he needs to go without putting up a fight anymore. Yeah, um, that's kind of how I took it. So, I think I think you might be right. I'll have to pay a little bit more attention as I rewatch these episodes again, again, yeah. again. Yeah. Well, it's perfect timing because Gata comes in to the brig and tells Bar Baltar that he looked closer at the images and realized it was a fake. He says it was so easy to find. It's almost like she wanted to be found out. Mm -hmm. Adama orders her arrest, but no one can find her. It's like she turned a corner and disappeared. So the question really is, was, I mean, she was really there. How yeah. she, how'd she disappear? She just yeah. jump out of an airlock, like I'll I'll get downloaded anyway. I don't know she could. 
that's a that's a valid <laughs> uh who I mean I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah, I mean, you know, for they played it that way because again, we our relationship with her as we know she's in his head. That's how we up to that point, that's how we've seen her mostly. Mm-hmm. So having her disappear and having the actual characters in the show question whether she was there or not just kind of gave it this air of mystery that another layer to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, she could have jumped out an airlock or just been like Batman, <laughs> like Commissioner Gordon. Like I, every time Batman disappears, I'm like, okay, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So Baltar wonders if Shelley Godfrey was real or just like a manifestation of Head Six, and Head Six does not confirm or deny. Mm-hmm. That's basically how the episode ends. I mean, Rosalind also held her press conference to publicly exonerate Baltar, but we kind of talked about that. Yeah, and and the sort of like the thing about that six talks or head six talks about with Baltar is that, you know, she says you are now more powerful than ever. You've, um, you had your trial by fire or whatever. And, um, which sets again, sets him up for, uh, developments later. Um, because as Rosalind is exonerating him, it like kind of presents him to the entire fleet and, um, over the airwaves. And so everybody kind of like, he's a name now, whether, mm-hmm. whether it is uh notoriety or, um, worship, it's like, um, he definitely is in the public eye. And because she has exonerated him, it gives him this air of respectability that I don't know that he, it's not that he didn't have it before, but it's like, now he's been presented to the people in a way that like, lets them be able to trust him and this will come into play in the next uh, few episodes. Yeah. Yep. So was Baltar the worst this week? I mean, it's, it, it's again, I, I said this, I have, I had this problem with all of these, this episode, cause I'm really, like I said before, like I like, like the bad guys a lot in the, my stories. <laughs> So, like, the, my when I watch soap operas, it's like, I always like the bad people, you know? So, when I watch Melrose Place, I liked Heather Locklear the most, you know? So, like, in this instance, I think, like, what, if I could say, is he the worst or not, it's hard for me to say. Because, like, he's kind of terrible, but I like him mm-hmm. <laughs> being terrible, you know? So, that, do I say he's the worst or do I say he's great? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question. I mean... Sometimes I I find him to be too much and annoying, and then sometimes I'm just like, no, he's great because he's he's just a very fascinating and well drawn character. Like, yeah, he's he's complicated. He's self serving. He's maybe the most selfish character I've ever seen on television, other than maybe Walter White. I thought you were gonna say like uh, Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Sawyer was redeemed. I don't know. I just thought you were going to like drop a lost character. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, I also, you know, hated Jack Shepard for mm-hmm. a long stretch of Lost. He mm-hmm. won me back towards the end, but, mm-hmm. you know, but he was 
he just sucked. Baltar doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. He, but there are times where I'm just like, ugh, about him, you know? Like, yeah. dude, fucking get it together. And other times I'm just like, all right, yeah. Like, he's just, he's a fascinating character. Yeah. I just yeah, like so I... the idea of, like, how much did Baltar fuck up this week? Was yeah, he it's... I think for I, I'm gonna I'm sorry I think I'm gonna reframe it for myself anyway so I can decide um, like was I I was highly entertained by him so I mm-hmm. will I will say that he was not the worst this week but I because there are some instances I can sort of think of where I'm like yeah he is the worst I can think of episodes where I'm like yeah f that guy you know so yeah and but in this episode and I think partly is just because like even I still I, I mean I like the just the whole way that they have him involved with the Cylon attack, but not necessarily like, you know, there there was no intention behind it makes it so that, yeah, he was guilty and of a sort, but then when they like plant the bomb and all that stuff in the picture, the detonator, then it makes, it was like, no, he didn't do that. You can't do that to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It's like, he's going to go down. He needs to go down for what he actually did. Mm-hmm. So, I will say he is not the worst. Okay. Who gets full colors? Um, who gets full colors? I'm going to say... Actually, just based on the scene um, where she, you know, confronts Baltar and says, I have a gut, I'm going to say Rosalind. Okay. Yeah. I said Gaeta. Okay. Because oh, yeah. I mean, uh... Gaeta, like, did his job efficiently. But then mm-hmm. also realize, hey, this is fake. Mm-hmm. So he saved Baltar's life. He may learn to regret that, but <laughs> still, at this point in time, it's like, yeah, good job, Gita. Yeah. Who should be thrown out the airlock? Um, uh, I mean, Shelley Godfrey. That's who I wrote, too. Yeah, like... Yeah, coming in here causing trouble. Yeah, it's like a like a <laughs> came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait uh, a minute. Did Jesus. you just use pop culture as a joke? I I I in real life it's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh who's your favorite Cylon this week? Um <laughs> so I had this whole debate. <laughs> I think you probably know where I'm going with this. Um you know, because six was in and head six was looking pretty hot, mm-hmm. especially at the end. Um, but like my heart was really with like um, Athena Sharon mm-hmm. um, down on Caprica. So I was like really torn. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to I'm going to have to say six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I said the Cylon Raider because that's a good boy. What a good boy. <laughs> yeah. So you think with a much clearer head than I do, which is why I'm telling you, <laughs> I could be seduced by a complete stranger within an hour. I, I just, I just, there's no, I could just, it would happen. Um, well, at least you, you know that about yourself. Yeah. You on the other hand are like, oh no, it's the Cylon Raider. <laughs> <laughs> I also like don't trust anyone. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm very skeptical of most people, and I think most people are liars. So, yeah. 
It's it's really easy to not be duped because I assume that you've got nefarious intentions. You have to prove me wrong on that instead of prove you know make me a fool. Yeah, trust no one. <laughs> uh, so next week is Flesh and Bone, or Guantanamo Galactica. <laughs> we have a little torture going on. Ooh, it's hot. Not really. <laughs> Not the fun kind. More of the <laughs> let me drown you in a bucket kind. Yeah, like Starbuck. But it it's, is... okay. it's okay. It's okay because it's Starbuck. <laughs> no, I mean, is it okay because it's a Cylon? I don't know. When yeah, when Jason and I watched this episode a few weeks ago, he was like, Ugh. like it just. I think we know a little bit more now about how bad things were, how bad we were in mm-hmm. torturing people, that now watching torture, it doesn't have the same sort of satisfaction that I think it had in 2003. I don't, I mean, I have, I, you know, I have yet to rewatch the episode in this context again, but I do, I mean, I don't ever think when I watched it, it was like, you know, it never came across to me as it was justified. It always felt like like you're crossing a line, and and they actually discussed that mm-hmm. in like in this episode. And yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna unironically bring up Lost actually because like <laughs> um, that was like a, in the first few episodes that was a mm-hmm. that was a topic that they covered, right? Yes. Yeah. So, Said was torturing si- um, Sawyer. Yeah, and in and in that instance too, it was like I was like, okay, like, like, I think you're going a little too far, especially because it's like, wasn't it, wasn't it because because loss wasn't as good, wasn't it because like it was over like, do you, did you take all the food or something? no? It was <laughs> I forget. It, it was Shannon's inhaler was missing, and oh yeah, and, and she Sawyer's had, uh, a magpie, and he had everybody's stuff, and like said he didn't have the inhaler, he wouldn't give it to them, and so. Saeed decided to torture him to yeah. try to get the inhaler for her. Um, it's funny. My friend and I covered Lost. We covered every single episode, including that mm-hmm. one. But the file got damaged when I was mm. editing it. Um, I, it like, I don't remember what the issue was, but the file was damaged. And so it's the only episode that we didn't post. And oh, we got into such a fight <laughs> making that episode like discussing that episode we it was like seriously arguing over huh. like our feelings about the torture specifically and yeah so when the file got damaged i was like you know what i can't re-record it i can't have that yeah. discussion with you again and she was like i don't want to either so we just were like we're just not going to have that episode what team were you on about it? Because I thought he just, like, again, I thought it was, like, way over. Like, it was way, way over. for Even um, if it was for an asthma inhaler. Like, even uh, my yeah, brain... I, that's my how I brain felt, rem- Yeah, my brain remembered it as something trivial, even though I was, like, I wasn't on. But that's kind of, like, how I felt about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I... I just don't think that torture is an effective way of getting information out of people. You're never going to get accurate information out of them. Eventually, they're going to tell you what you want to hear because you're fucking torturing them. And right. so I, I'm sure that's that was my argument. I can't remember what her argument was. She's a lawyer. So mm. 
she also like she will go into lawyer mode if there's an argument and yeah. she's like a pit bull and will not yeah. let go and so it I just went nowhere about our lawyers yeah <laughs> um, yeah so i'm glad it's lost to the sands of time and we were able to move on and have fun discussing the rest of the series I don't expect you and I will get into such an <laughs> argument talking about it next week, but I do feel like there are definitely moments where it's like, wow, Starbuck, you're going a little far, even though oh. like this is supposed to be a a robot, essentially. Uh, you know, you're not thinking of them as a real person. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's the point, though. Yeah. So it's it perfectly yeah. fine to... I mean, the show does that constantly where it's like they explore subject matter and like sometimes have our have our here protagonists doing things that are questionable but just so that they can highlight that oh maybe we shouldn't be doing that yeah um but uh, you know and functionally it creates a bond between the two of them too um so yeah. and we it helps us get a little bit closer to the true nature of what the Cylons are. So anyway, we'll talk about all that next week. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm always excited. I can't wait to just keep talking about this show. And yeah. uh, before we go, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at the Armageddon on Instagram. Um, I'm also on a podcast called Podcasting After Dark, um, I do a sub-show called TV Obscura. We just recorded an episode about wrestling just a few days ago that will come out. Uh, uh, it's actually probably, it will be out when this is, uh, uh, when this episode goes live. And um, I do the First Noel Chronicles. Uh, it's a podcast slash audiobook where I do a reading of the novel, fantasy novel I've been writing. Um, so that is where you can find me. Okay. Um, I have a Twitter account for the show, Galact Act Pod. Um, I may change that to try to make it a little better. I'll have to workshop it. Mm-hmm. Um, have not set up an Instagram or anything. If you want to hear past podcasts that I did, you can find me at the Unspoiled Network. We are on all the platforms. I did a show on Lost. I did The Vampire Diaries. Um, The Punisher, Band of Brothers. I did some guest spots. Oh, and Doctor Who was one of our big shows. Um, so that's all. Those are all completed or or just ended. Um, but they were fun to do, and I would love for people to go back and hear my thoughts about Lost specifically because I love it. And, I would probably yeah, that's never where listen you can... to that. <laughs> we'll never oh. listen to that. So rude. That's so rude. I worked so hard on it. Oh man, that show. <laughs> uh, that show, my the lost show is actually called The Constant. It's unspoiled the constant. Oh, that's that was that was a really good episode. See, I'm I am fair. <laughs> um the concept of those episode. shows is that one person has seen or read or whatever the entire thing and the other person knows nothing. So going through something like Lost was really fun because it's a mystery box show and my co-host had a 
bunch of really wild theories and the best moments were when she actually hit on something but didn't realize mm -hmm. that she did because she thought she was throwing something crazy out there mm. so when we would get to it she would just be like what the fuck i don't like i know it was really hard to like not make a noise when you actually hit what was going on here. <laughs> yeah it's really fun so yeah check that out um did those a few years ago and oh we have email you can email us at oh my god someday i'll just remember it no it's galactica actually podcast at gmail.com you can email us yeah. if you have any questions or um, comments and please rate and review us on itunes it helps us come up in the rankings when people are searching for a podcast about battlestar galactica and they might be because, you know, all of this has happened before and all of it will happen again. <laughs> Amen. Any last words? Uh, nope. I'll see you with um, flesh and bone. Yeah. Well, then what do you hear, Diallo? Nothing but the rain. Bye. See ya. <laughs>